What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. Sun's out, guns out. Petaluma sunshine. Petaluma's hot, bro. It's a hot day today, man. Yeah, it's, it's warm crazy. Bay. I mean, perspective, it's the day before A-Zone opener. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves fucking hunting A-Zone. My boys will be up here tomorrow. Are they? Yeah. Bring that mic closer to your face, too. There you go. Is that, that better? That's better. That's better, I think. You don't hunt A-Zone, huh, Jesse? No, I haven't. I haven't before. I might come up with my brother-in-law, though. We'll see. Never. Mike, have you ever hunted A-Zone? No. No? We all, we're all D6. Yeah, I, yeah, I get D6, 3.5. This fool yeah. drew X12 on his first first ever. Three three points. Really? Three preference points. That ain't bad. No. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's good. It was fun. I'm on seven, and I got <clears throat> nothing. What'd you put in for, though? Same one. X12 every time. Really? Yeah. Everybody I know puts in for fucking X12, Because, dude. dude, the bears out there, you can get a stud bear at the same time. But you don't need to have a deer zone. You don't have a, no. need to have a deer tag to hunt bear no. there. No, you don't, but still a great It just zone. gives you more opportunity to kill two animals in one two, place. One. We saw a freaking monster bear, dude. We were a canyon over, and this thing was huge, just, I mean, naked eye. Yeah. It was insane, dude. We were insane. right on the border of 12 and, is it 8? X8? Uh, I don't know where we were. I don't know what was above us. Just the mountain. The mountain right in front of us. Yeah, it was crazy. You, Are know, you, moon, you know Moon Rock and X-12? I don't know a goddamn uh, thing about X-12, homie. That's yeah. like way too south for me. Yeah, it's a good one. Is it? Yeah. Too south? Yeah. I don't know what. Are you... Is that on purpose? What's that? What you got going on there? Oh, it's a text message. Oh, it's <laughs> just <laughs> filling it out. No, no. My, what are you talking about? Oh, it was writing down earlier. Oh, no. It'll, sometimes it'll record your I shit. I thought it was transcribing us. No. like Sometimes like, it'll, f- if you don't, like, even without saying, hey, Siri, this stupid shit will just. She just turns she on, dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Doing it right now. <laughs> See? That's messed up, man. <laughs> Told you. Siri is scary. Yeah. So, All right, man. Jesse, how long did you serve for? I did 14 years. As? As uh, well, I got out as an E7, so I'm first class. Uh, you know, United States. Oh, Army. excuse me. Uh, yeah, well, you know, some people got to do it. Yeah. Fucking army. Hey, 19 Delta, <laughs> calf scout. You know, riding them horses, doing our thing, wearing the stetson, making everybody jealous because they don't they don't have the spurs. Hey, man. Fuck the Marines. Hey. <laughs> everybody wants a pet you know, everybody wants dog. to eat some crayons in their life at least once purple man. ones are the best gotta do it you know? oh my god good times i love my marine buddies yeah especially sergio which one's that sergio is that Vato Tactical? Vato Taco? Vato Taco? Yeah, Vato Tactical. Yeah, Sergio is, he's the guy with the war on weakness. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, nobody does. I don't even <laughs> think he does. Oh, shit. But yeah, Sergio and then and then Josh, those are those are two of the homies. That, they were both Marines, and, you know, of course, I had to call in the Green Beret to come in and help me teach these Marines. You got to do it sometimes. You know. 
how to live life. <laughs> What's crazy is like, so I, I went into straight out of high school. I went into service. What year was that? So 2001. I mean, 2001? 2001. So it was right when it was getting hot. Before. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and then right out of service. So you went in before shit happened. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. in basic training when the towers went down. Really? Yeah. So then I went in, but like all my boys, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Everybody's like, no, let's go do the college thing. I'm like, no, nah, let's go. Nobody wanted to join. I get in, do a year, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm thinking about it. I think you joined what year? So did you guys grow up together? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We've been best friends since freshman year high school. Mm-hmm. Since putt and uh, golf. Putt, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, sure. But, uh, you know, so like, I think, what, how, when did you join? I went in 2003. Yeah. So two years after this fool decides to join. So nobody, nobody wanted to do it when I went. I, try, I, I signed up in 2002 to try to go, but. So now, Mike, what did you, what did you, what was you, like, where, what did you join in? When? Yeah, what? I I, I joined what in 2003. Branch? I joined the Marine Corps. Of course, dude. Yes. Fucking crayon eaters, bro. I was not the smartest guy back then. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I just needed something. Tell, take me. Uh, and I was in artillery. Uh-huh. In artillery. All right. So, yeah. Did the howitzers. So what did that look like? Uh, it was a big-ass cannon. <laughs> just a real big cannon that we shot. So were you just, you just set up the cannon and... You know, find your target and shoot, or so we would have four. Break it down because a lot of people don't understand. Okay, what you mean? So I was what they call a cannoneer. So I was the one that actually operated the howitzer system. So when I first went in, it was the M one nine or eights. It was an older version of what they have now for the cannon system, and it shot a howitzer round. It was a one five five millimeter, which was a little over a hundred pounds. Um. So what would happen is, is we would have forward observers that were out with infantry guys, and they would identify targets. Once they've identified those targets, they would give us a grid, and which would be changed into something that we as the cannoneers could understand, because that grid we wouldn't understand. they change it, rev- convert it to something that we knew, and just we would fire the weapon system to whatever area that they uh, would have as the target. Laid so, out. Um, and now, would you guys would they would you guys be hitting specific coordinates, or would you guys have a, a ballpark and you'd just be shooting in that, and then adjusting, and then shooting in it and adjusting? So in the the first round that would be fired would be that it would be, hey, we're just shooting one round to kind of figure out where we're going. Uh huh. And once we've once the forward observers identified that whatever that first round hit is a good target, then the rest of the battery would start firing, and uh-huh. it would be six guns in that battery. So all six guns would fire on. Onto that target, whatever it was. That's fucking badass, dude. It it's was. What the sweet. fuck were you doing, Jesse? <laughs> I was a scout, reconnaissance. I was the one observing. Okay. Yeah. So what's kind of crazy is, like, I went in 2001. He went in 2003. I deployed to OIF-1. And then with our unit, we moved around, like, every three months. And then my last spot was Haditha Dam. That's where he actually joined up, and he relieved our unit there. Really? Yeah. What was that like getting to see each I other didn't in see the sample? Oh, no, you didn't? We never saw each no, other. No, we never saw each other, but it was kind of cool just to be able to tell that story, like, you know, full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. And that place was a shithole. Mm-hmm. And now, how long did you serve for? I just did my four years and got out. So you did four? Yes. So what's that, Oh, three to, to seven. seven? 2007, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that like getting to do all that? Uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. I I had a great time in the Marine Corps. Uh I only had to go to Iraq one time, which was great. The other two times, I went to Okinawa, Japan. Mm-hmm. 
and um you know i was lucky during that time oh three oh four oh five there was just all militaries were having a hard time getting people to come in so uh i promoted really fast and i had the opportunity to actually run the gun system so i ran that whole entire system with marines under me which was was fun mm-hmm. i i i liked it i had a good time i mean i could have stayed in and and made a career out of it but you, know. you didn't want it yeah i was just other i wanted other things and what was life. that well i just wanted a different career path i wanted to be able to raise a family and not have to worry about leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back and i knew that if i stayed in my if i stayed in the artillery world that we were just always gone we always were either in training in the field or we were deployed on unit deployment programs back to Okinawa or on ships more, of course, in combat, you know, being deployed to Afghanistan or Iraq. So I just wanted to be able to not have to worry if I was coming home or not. Yeah. And be able to provide for somebody else that you are coming home. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of, of a day. Not have to worry about my kids going, hey, you know, he's going to be gone for six months. Yeah. Well, like one of my best friends, he has... He did five, five tours, and he's got five separate kids. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. That's, you know. Yeah, and it's that's fu- I, Maybe he's six. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's funny because yeah. you talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, there's it's a kid for every time I was home. Well, that's the story of, like, a service member, you know. They, that's the, yeah. That's it. You know, they go, they come home. And people don't realize you come home, and you have to go through another training cycle to go back out a year later. So, like, we're home for a year. But in that year, you have to go to your professional development skills. You have to go to you know, individual skills, school training. And then not only that, but you're still going to training as a unit. Mm-hmm. You know, your 30-day you know, training, your one weeks, your two weeks. So you might be home for a year, but you're gone for another six months. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what people don't understand is like, man, you You aren't home so when gone. you're home. No, you're not. No. Especially not when you're focused on having to go yeah. back. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what for I mean? Sure. There's no decompression and turn around. Like- no. No, and that transitions into what you know exactly what Wishes for Warriors does now. Like, you know, now that you guys are all home, the veteran community is home. That's where we are. We're trying to you know get you back into the outdoors, get you back into that therapeutic mindset, like without having to actually seek therapy, you know, and and be around brothers and sisters of you know of the same cloth, and you know enjoying that time and being able to do it, and you know. And some people can't even afford to do that, so we we take care of that for them as well. You, help, you bring so. it, you make it affordable. We do, you know affordable I mean? to everybody. By so. you know, by way of of offering free hunts. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even if it's not free, you know, there's programs that we can you know find Assist for them. With. Yeah, we will find something like you know, state of California. They have the California Waterfowl Association. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their own veteran community that they do and you know take part of in their own little uh, club. So, you know, and everyone else has got something going on, too. Like Montana has a Purple Heart Foundation that they got going on out there. If you're a Purple Heart recipient, you can pretty much hunt for free as long as you know what you're doing out there and know where you're going. So, you know, Wyoming's got an amazing program where they have tags that are donated by people. That, and if you're associated with a, a program like Wishes for Warriors, those tags are just up for grabs. And people don't realize that. And, you know, we're trying to get that out. Like, you can go out and hunt and not cost anything. Yeah. So. You cough? No, I had a little burp. Oh, I thought you had coronavirus. Oh, corona? <laughs> no, not today. Maybe next week. We'll see. 
after hanging out here who knows oh my god yeah who knows i don't even know if this blanket's been washed in ever no nah, man i got that blanket for you bro it matches yeah it matches it. it matches if everything. only people could see this thing <laughs> god. i don't know if i'm brown or if that's dirt <laughs> so you were in for 14 years yeah, so I did 14 years. I did. I mean, obviously, just step up above four years of service. A little, a little bit, but you know, everybody, everybody's oh, different. Is. You know. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna be. No, I'm gonna be busting <laughs> balls no, this whole fine. time. So hang on. You know, I was kind of like Michael. Though, I like, never served, so you know. Well, I fast tracked as well. You know, I think I made it in like E7 in. Well, I made E6 in four years, which is is not a not typical thing for mo- most people. You know, most people make it in six to eight. You know, so I kind of wasn't like obligated to it but i, I kind of i enjoyed it i had a great time it was becoming easy for me so i stayed you know and it was it was perfect it's what i needed and then i got promoted to e7 and it's kind of like oh i kind of really have to kind of stay now so but then i you know i got hurt overseas two different times uh i recovered fully and then you know my karma or whatever you want you know luck i don't know what it was but you know i got that huge motorcycle accident that just pretty much hurt me more than the IED did and you know I couldn't physically recover from that and then after you know 12 years of service I I realized you know I was up for E8 so then I knew if I was going to make E8 it was going to be the first look and if I didn't make it based on my qualifications you know college and everything else that I I wouldn't have a shot you know Mm -hmm. so then I was at that point where I need to make a decision you know do I stay in and not do what I love or do I get out and I take care of my family, you know, my kids that I have? Were you talking about taking care of your family? Were you worried about Jody at all, or was that oh, not no. like... Jody's <laughs> sitting right next to me, so <laughs> as, long as, as long as I can see him right next door, I'll be good. Uh-huh. It's, it's Sancho you got to worry about, man. <laughs> Sancho will get you. This guy. Those guys are potent, too. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. So, how, now you said you got hit by an IED. Yeah, so in... I got hit two different times on actually one deployment. The first time was in May. I just got a little bit of a sh- small shrapnel wounds from RPG. You know, I was in the vehicle, standing outside the vehicle. Uh, we were taking fire. I was returning fire out of the hatch of the vehicle, and the RPG hit the side so of the vehicle. So gu- you were running a gunner? No, I, no, we were actually on the OP, observation post. So we were, okay. just, we were just sitting there chilling. We were in a mounted OP out of our vehicles. So we were just observing an area, a high, you know, value point that we were at. So we were overwatching this spot, and then, you know, we just got little pop shots here and there. And, of course, you know, we get out, you know, return fire, do our thing. We didn't think nothing of it, but then, shit, here comes an RPG. Hits the side of our vehicle. My gunner, you know, everybody gets down. I'm in the back, back hatch of the vehicle. And I just get a little bit of pepper, you know, from the RPG in the hands, a little bit in the neck and chest. I'm fine. Now, was that a Purple Heart or was that yeah, that's it considered? Yeah, okay. it is. It's, you know, I'm bleeding, so, you know, that's it. So, you know, that was fine. I stayed in country, got an x-ray, get your, you get your little concussion, you know, protocol thing. That's it. And you go back to duty. But the crazy part is almost literally three, 400 meters from the same exact location, we were walking on a dismantle patrol that day. And we got hit again, same as it. But I was on top of this uh, dismounted IED this time, mm-hmm. so it blew me up in the air. Came down, I had like ball bearings through my leg and in my shoulder, and that's what pretty much took me out. Pretty other uh, fight went through, and then I got compartment syndrome in the leg. Legs started swelling up pretty bad. I mean, you clearly a skin graft. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Those are those guys. We don't worry about those guys. <laughs> Where'd just, they take the skin from? Uh, up on my upper thigh. Yeah. Yeah. It gives me a little bit of growing. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, but you know, recovered pretty good from those. Actually, you know, got to save my leg. Uh, came home to San Diego, did my recovery there. You know, went back in. Um, went back to Fort Benning, did my thing over there. I was an instructor for a little bit, but then that's when I got the motorcycle accident, and that one pretty much you know, ended my career, you know, I was an airborne guy, paratrooper. That's what I loved to do. If I couldn't do that, there's no way I'm sitting behind a desk. So did you, did you love, did you love high drops or low drops? I wasn't halo, all low drop, all static line, all static Really? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be in like a specialty skill or special job, you know, Rangers will some, not even all of them. Some of the Rangers will do it. You know, SF will do it. SF does yeah, it. Yeah, so much. special teams will get that. You know, and then obviously you got onesies and twosies here that will get the school and stuff. Yeah. So, but. I no. mean, I, I love jumping. Dude. I've never I've never done a low jump. I've never done anything static. Oh, but Such a thrill. I'd, I'd love to such try that. Thrill. You know, I'd, I've only hit, I've hit 12,000 and 18,500. I really, really yeah. want to hit 32 or 35. I want to get as oh, high yeah. as I can. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and jump. That's. No, only static line for this guy. But, you know, I mean, that's what and I that's did. that's 800 feet, right? Yeah, 800 to 1, like 1,200, you know, yeah. depending on whatever you're going to get. So Yeah, my aircraft. buddy Jimmy did that, and his chute didn't deploy oh. and smashed hard, man. Lucky he lived. We yeah. just had a death like two months ago. I think uh, a guy just, just died. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, people think, oh, you're just a you know, regular paratrooper. You don't, But, dude, this dude's spine literally came out of the back of his neck and out. Fuck. Yeah, he landed so hard. Can he walk? No, he's dead, bro. Oh, I didn't hear you say he yeah. died, dude. Yeah. Spine came out of his neck. It was it was insane, so. That's crazy, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm not no, going to sit behind dead, a desk. bro. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> I'm not going to sit behind a desk after doing that. Yeah. You know, there's no way. So, and you know what? After being in, the, the process takes about a year to get out for medical. So, you know, I hit, I'm a, I'm going to hit 13, 14 years. And well, and that's a fairly difficult. The medical process, from what I understand, is just fucked. Dude. It, like, it's actually not, man. If you know, because everybody I know has to go through appeals and all kinds of fucking well, layers of bureaucratic you know bullshit. I didn't have to do none of that. Really, mine was simple, but mine was, you know, obviously I've been in the military for a long period of time. I knew, you know, the checks that I needed to do. You know, and, and you know what? I didn't expect anybody to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, that's, you can't, man. You, you, but people that the people that are complaining about the VA system, most of the most of them, not all of them, Talk most shit, of them, get them, are like that, dude. They expect people to jump for them and you know complete their paperwork, but it's it's not. That's not the case. You have to you have to be proactive about what you're going to do, and you know put in the work of what you want, you know, done for you. So. And, you know, for me, it was really simple. Got all of my paperwork done. Did all, I kept all my records, you know, and it was a simple thing for me. So, so 2001, 2015. Yep. Right. Okay. So, and you mentioned wishes a little bit. Yeah. And so before we dive into wishes, you know, which brings us all here today. Mike, that's how you and I met, was yes. on the Wishes for Warriors trip this, this past uh when May. was that? May. In May. Yep. So this past May, you know, and Jesse, you and I met Just a couple of years, a couple of three years ago yeah. now, I think. Reading. Reading. Um, and to take it even further back with wishes, uh, Legion, when it was Legion yeah, yeah, yeah. Outdoor Survival and Tactical with Anthony. Yeah. 
Anthony used to work with you guys and try to do fundraising. And yeah. Anthony would go, you know, he would just do whatever he could to help you guys as much as humanly yep. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe him and Ray, you know, they, they both, because Ray was, Ray's a vet. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would do it. They would try to do as much as they possibly could to yeah. help Wishes for Warriors. Um, so when did you start getting involved with Wishes? Was that around right when you got out, or was no, it a couple it years later? No, it was about a year later, you know, 2016. I had a very, you know, it goes back to transitioning, too, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, you know, Michael will tell his side of the story, too. But transitioning out of the military is very difficult for some people. For me, it wasn't that difficult. I, You know, my VA was already taken care of. My medical was already taken care of. Everything was... Very simple for me, but there are veterans that get out and into the community, and they're not prepared for back to civilian life. To they're, civil, yeah. You know, they're not; they don't have a job waiting for them or any of that stuff. You know, nor do nor do a lot of guys coming back understand how to si- assimilate back to yeah. civilian life. Yeah, you know, it I is mean, different. It it's is. completely different. Yeah, and you know, your attitude towards on the outside is not going to be okay. You know, as it was when you were still in service. You lose you know? your sense of duty and your sense of purpose. Every day you wake up, you're in a barracks or you're, you know, yeah. you are wherever you are, but you wake up and you have a sense of duty. Yeah. You have a purpose. You know your role. Yeah. You know there's food. You show up. You participate. You get the job done. Yep. Go to sleep next day. And you know, Same that's thing. what the military, you know, so part of the military, it kind of spoils you. You know, all you have to do to be successful in the military Right place, right time, right uniform. And just do your job. Just 365 days a year. That's all you have to do. Do what you're told. Right, you know, right time, right place, right uniform. That's literally it. That's exactly what the Marine Corps is. You know, those devil dogs over there. That's all they know. But you know, a little bit more to that. But we'll get. That's a different one. Yeah. We'll get to we'll that. We're gonna that do. We're, we're gonna do your introduction here in a minute. But you know what? Like the people when they get in the outside, there's nobody telling them where they have to be. So like it's when they wake up at five o'clock in the morning. They're like, oh, shit, what do I do for the rest of this day? And some of these guys are just going to go back to bed, you know. And then there's other people that are going to go back out, and they're like, well, I'll go to the gym. Well, I'll go find a job, or, you know, I'm going to go to do something for the day. I'm not going to sit here and not do anything. And, you know, those guys that are going back out there and finding something to do are very successful, and they are leading the veteran community, you know, in these things. You know, and those other guys, man, I hate, you know, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of complainers of military members that get out and they complain that things aren't set up for success for them. Well, there is. It is. You know, you, you have get, to fucking show up. You do. You you have to put work in. You know, it's not put like in a handout. No, but there. You know, there's it's it's these younger enlisted guys that are getting out. Entitled and, kids. It, yeah. In, yeah. You're right. It's <laughs> not people. Hey, man. No holds barred, man, dude. I don't care. You want to yeah. not? You no, wanna, that's exactly what you it call is. A, call you know? it like it is, dude. You don't have to water it down no, 100%. And, and and try to make people feel comfortable. You know, that's what it is. And the veteran community is like, it's uh, I'm better than you because I served my country. Well, you did, but it's there's also a thing called selfless service. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an army value. And where is it in your life now? You know, you you shouldn't be going out there and telling everybody like pat me on the back. Mm-hmm. You know. No. Thank me for my Thank cervix. Thank me for my service. No, exactly, yeah. man. You can't do that. You need to go out there and you need to contribute to society again. You know, it's just a different type of You just change your career path. Exactly. Like Michael, he went, you know, did his thing, you know, and that's what it is, man. You just have to get back out there and you have to change your, you know, change your focus into something else. And the, the, the veterans that are struggling today, you know, it's really hard to, to pinpoint it. You know, obviously I'm not no counselor or anything, but... 
it's it's that it's it's what it is it's entitlement man and they really if they just got away from that and just put their you know energy into working and you know being successful in life we wouldn't have a lot of these issues anymore yeah so I don't know. That's my thought process on it. Michael might have something different. So, Jesse, know. why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are. Tell us where you're from. Yeah. So we I'm got the, a lot of your backstory now. Yeah. So I'm the program director for the uh, outdoor recreation for Wishes for Warriors. I was brought in and as as a pro, uh, I volunteered and then I also was part of the program in you know 2016, and then it just blossomed from there. You know, I met Bam, had a great relationship. You know, became great friends and wishes needed a little bit of help and i volunteered to help and you know it just blossomed into me taking over this position and you know hopefully doing doing my part you know i've been um i'm from oakdale california now that's where my family and i reside uh, obviously wishes does everything nationwide does a couple different international trips every now and then when we can um you know our concentration is on our combat wounded veterans you know 50 percent or more from the va and you have to have a combat service device like i'm an army guy so we'll have combat action badge you'll have the combat medical badge and you have the combat infantry badge so you have to have one of those you know we'll check your we'll check your va rating we'll check your dd214 in order to support the programs Ooh. yep so you know um i think right now whew, our numbers let me double check right here we've done 125 hunts since 2014 with over 200 veterans so far in our program and you know we we don't just do outdoor recreation we do anything if it's a wish that you want to do it's something different you know we had one guy that wanted to do surfing so you know different type of events that we've done we've done over 20 of those as well outside of you know the normal Mm-hmm. This last year, we picked up an education thing. You know, we're going to start providing some uh, some grants for veterans that are in need that are all still going to school. You know, the GI Bill will cover everything for schooling, and you know, some of those guys that are struggling a little bit more, we'll provide that little get them over the hill a little bit. So, we just started that, getting into that education portion of uh, you know the veteran community. Now, education. What do you mean by by a, a grant? So, like you know, like I said, like if if they are struggling a little bit more, they need a little bit of help. They can apply for a grant from Wishes for Warriors. You know, for college. For yep, for college. credits or mm-hmm. you yep. know, adult ed or something. Yep, anything that's going to be need help. Yeah, anything that's going to help them in their furthering their goals in education, we'll go ahead and help them out with that. We also do a, a homeless program that we like feed. You know, last year we did some stuff with Peak Refuel. They donated some meals. Deadeye Outfitters donated some socks, and then we had clothing from Under Armour, Sportsman Warehouse. We, I think we did 1,900 homeless veterans since you know 2014, since the program has been involved. Well, so. And you bring up a really interesting thing about homeless vets, and there's a lot of signs. You know, you, oh, you yeah. drive around, you find a lot of guys with signs. A mm-hmm. lot of people being like, "Oh, they're trying to pull the vet card." Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to ride on that, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to tug the heartstrings of yep. Americans, you know. Yep. And a lot of the time, man, these people aren't vets. No, it's, it, it, you know. They uh, aren't service members. They're not, you know, the California Or former service members. They have, they have their little rows where you can definitely go down there and you'll see them. And, you know, um, you know, you go up and talk to one and you give them 10 minutes of your time. You'll, you'll, you can 100% tell. You're a veteran or you're not, you know, and, and, you know, what's really bad is these people that are taken advantage of in the community that are want, really want to do something great for them. And then there turns out they're, they're not even real veterans, you know, they're just, 
out there taking advantage of somebody. They probably stole their sign from the homeless guy that's asleep right now in the camp. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy, man. So, so what would you recommend for people that want to help out homeless guys that are holding a sign? You know, hey, you know, food goes a long way. You know, that's my personal thing. Is but how could you? Like, I am. I will, I'll, okay. You know, so you know, if you, if you if you want to instantly help somebody, buy them a meal. It's you know, buy them. You know where that's going. It's going direct consumption. But if you really want to do something and make a positive effect, help out a charity organization. You know, not not even it doesn't need to be us. You know, it could be anybody. You know, vet vet your charity programs too. Don't just see somebody like oh man i heard you know your program is great do your homework you know get on the internet research talk to people you know you just know where your money's going you know we do a big drive you know it takes us months of preparation our vp Brittany, does an amazing job with this and you know takes so much time out of her out of her life with it you know putting together the boxes and everything else but we organize ourselves and we link up with communities around the nation directly that how already have their uh homeless veterans um you know picked out and everything else they know the shirt sizes they know everything they've already done their vetting process so it makes it easier for us so if somebody sends us a donation you know during that wishes for warm time you know we know we're having a, a box of 500 shirts that's going down to dallas homeless shelter that's already done the vetting and it's going directly to those homeless veterans they might already be associated with the veteran um affairs office you know so if you want to do that that's probably the best way to do it you know for me out of my perspective so i mean that's just me mm -hmm. but I, I mean for me if i'm walking down the street yeah and i see a guy holding a sign that says i'm a vet first question out of my mouth to him is oh yeah let me see your papers yeah yeah you know what i mean but a lot of those guys aren't going to carry that stuff you know you know what though i mean in my experience most, They'll have their card, though. Most guys mm -hmm. that are vets, homeless, no matter what, they have their VA card. Mm -hmm. Yes. If there's one article of anything that they'll never lose, they'll yep. lose their pants, their underwear, their hat. <laughs> they'll lose everything before they lose their VA card. Yep, that's true. And that is what I always check anybody for. And if a guy looks at me and says, I don't have my VA card, I lost it. Yep. I, I just, I won't. Yeah. You yep. know? I, don't, you know, I won't buy their story. No, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? That that VA card to me authenticates their story. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had one of my old platoon sergeants. You know, he got – I actually – this guy was, I mean, cream of the crop. I mean, ranger, jump master. I mean, any every school you can think of, this guy was it, you know. He – oh, man, he got hurt overseas, got on the pills, you know, and then he deployed again after that, after he got hurt. And then, you know, he's in Afghanistan – and there's more than pills there. Everybody knows that. He he got on them. I don't know exactly how he got out of the military, what his case was or whatnot, but I knew he was out. He's actually out here in California right now. And he is uh, he's on, like, I don't know if it's meth or heroin. He's on one of the two. It's got to be heroin. It, you know, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's on it, though. He's in a whole new world. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's some people that you just can't even help. I mean, he does. He knows where he's at. When he comes off his high, he knows what he's doing. He's okay with being homeless. He does not care. Mm -hmm. He does not care. He doesn't want the help. Yeah. Some people just just can't help. And you know, if you put all your effort into trying to save that person, that's effort uh, for me. Again, my own perspective. That's effort wasted. That can go to somebody that actually is going to want the help. You know, if they want the help, they're going to tell you, for sure. and they're going to put the effort in. 
So each county within California has a VA um, representative there that will help the homeless out. And I've had to deal mm -hmm. with these people before in the past. And they have housing for these for veterans that are homeless, and they have all these resources available to them. It's just a veteran has to go out and seek mm -hmm. these the, this assistance. They have to want the help. It's yes. like what we were talking about earlier. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of the times is it's unfortunate, but we see this now is they get involved in other things, illegal things, that they choose more than actually getting help. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we find these individuals, you know, at the the entrance to the freeways or the exits to the freeways asking for this because a lot of the times what they're asking for is they're asking for money to feed another issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, the VA is really quick to identify that when they're trying to get onto the right way and when they're trying to get to housing assistance or temporary housing or food resources and stuff like that for them. So they're, that's what, that's what we're seeing is a lot of the times something else is, mm -hmm. is feeding them. So why don't you introduce yourself, Mike? Okay. Uh, my name is Michael Strickland. Uh, I, uh, live in California here and, uh, I'm a Marine Corps veteran. So, we're talking a bunch about the VA right now. Um, do you guys feel that the VA has gotten better? Because, I mean, what the – and if you guys don't want to go down this road. No, no, no. To. We can. You, you know, hopefully somebody else is out there listening and, and can realize that the VA program is not bad. It, like I said, you need to put your own work in. If you're going to – if the VA system is going to tell you you can't have an appointment, well, go make sure you can go get an appointment. Don't say okay and hang up the phone and – expect them to call you three months later it's not going to work that's not how the system works it's call them again call them again like we were talking about the homeless veterans you know people don't realize that the va sends out a shower system a food system every three to six months for uh big homeless communities they will sit and they sit out there for a week straight every you know three to six months sit out there for a week with a whole thing of showers medical food everything for a week they feed the homeless they clothe them they get them brand new clothes they get them medical treatments and everything else they bring trailers out to them you know for those people that they they basically set up a place to get checked yeah make yeah. sure everybody's healthy yep. make sure everything's good yep. get fed get clean yeah all over california they do that mm -hmm. all over the place you know and and if that if that doesn't tell you right there that the VA system, you know, doesn't care about you. Then I don't know what I don't know what. So to where tell you. do a lot of the complaints come from when everybody is complaining about the VA system being so terrible and nuke the <sighs> VA and the lines and all this kind of stuff, Mike? So just just based off of my experience, it's it's very difficult to get an appointment. Um, you're gonna get one. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes the time, you know, you're looking at one or two or three months out, and I. I don't, I don't necessarily blame the VA for this. I just think that through all the wars and, and everything that's going on, we're just being bombarded with a lot of issues with the veterans, and there's just not enough people to field the calls and take care of yep. the amount of veterans that are out there. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like there are a lot more now. Well, with, we're under constant war, and we, yeah. we, we, we've been at war since 2011. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's, so. It hasn't stopped yet. Mm -mm. So you have 20 years of veterans you know, accruing over the years. I mean, man. I mean, and they're going to be getting spit out for the next 20 years. And exactly. We're still well. dealing with World War II, <laughs> Vietnam, and Korean yeah. veterans. Yeah. And so, Desert Storm. And Desert and, and 
so we're, we're dealing with that generation and then the generation that we have here. And it's one healthcare system to provide for all of those people. Think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. One healthcare system to provide for all those generations of war heroes. So would it be beneficial for the VA to have more government funding? To 100%. Be able, yeah. But to who, be able to better serve. 100%. Yeah. You know, obviously money buys more. So, you know, but I mean, hey, you can only ask, you know, that's it. Right. So, but you know what? I mean, you have to be able to take care of your own too, though. You know, you, you can't, like I, like Michael was saying, yeah, you're going to get an appointment two months down the road, but make sure you show up to that appointment. Mm-hmm. If you, if you cancel that appointment, that's your own fault. You know, don't blame the VA system. Yeah. So I get all of my care through the VA, every single thing. And I never have any issues with it. So... You know, but I the also the VA has sure. been good to you so great far. to me. But you also are relentless in your exactly. pursuit of seeking whatever it is that you need via exactly. the VA. If I, if I know I need some work done, I'm going to make sure I get my work done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's that's it. I don't. I'm not going to take no for an answer. So, and and they're usually pretty good about it. You know, not too bad. I I mean, I just had surgery two weeks ago during this COVID stuff. Yeah, they got me in, got me in and out. Nice and easy. So, yeah. Would you have surgery on? Uh, I had a little bit from my motorcycle accident. I had a little bit of overgrowth of bone, you know, inside my ankle. Shaving bones. Shaving down. bones, bro. Gotta <laughs> get it. So hunting season around the corner. Gotta be able to climb. Right. So nope. You know, and, and it was in, it was out, and done. Nice and easy. So. So what is wishes for warriors bringing to the table? Do you feel for vets reassimilating back into? civilian life you know there's i think they said there's like sixty thousand organizations out there you know we're one of those sixty thousand. you know what we offer is just you know another brotherhood you know we just offer an outdoor experience not just that but we do education as well like i said earlier but you know the way that we're different is is we keep it real you know we're we're ran by four different people you know and that's it we're an organization that's done all those numbers that we talked about earlier done by four volunteers not a paid staff member not one of us collects a paycheck neither one none of us benefit from what we're doing you know financially Mm -hmm. you know so it's all from the heart and that's how we think that we're a little different than these huge organizations because we actually care you know we put our time and our effort into it and our payment is you know knowing that that veteran is getting that extra extra you know care from us into the program so and then we're not one done either so you come on a hunt with us or you come on any adventure with us and you know we'll call you next year you know we'll, we'll call you two your years name down goes the back in the hat right back it's in not there. it's not a yeah you, you know, know it's equal it's opportunity for 100%. everybody that signs up for your program yep yep we just keep going down the list you know our list you know keeps repeating itself so it's one and done like i think michael came with us uh to canada last year you know we brought him back again you know, he had his redemption hunt this year from a pig hunt a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. You know, we've got guys. Which was a which was a humdinger when oh, redemption man. was was it was it was, was successful. Pretty, yeah, well, go ahead and hit it up. Yeah, that we'll get there. One, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Yeah, you know, and you know, so we offer you know not just that. You know, it's it's a, the whole package. You know, we want the campfire feeling. You know, we want the backpacking feeling. We want the hiking. You know, we want it all in the outdoor experience. This year we we're supposed to do this awesome float trip. You know, down the Snake River and. You know, that obviously got canceled because of COVID, but, you know, diff- different type of trips. We're not just, you know, hunting. We're everything. Like I said earlier, we have the outdoor lifestyle, outdoor lifestyle. And everybody knows that's therapeutic in itself. Yeah. You know, you don't need a licensed therapist right there next to you telling you, oh, tell me your story. No, man. Light the fire. Get the barbecue going. 
get the boys together, sit around the campfire, and let's have a good good talk. Well, it's somebody who's hunted with a lot of vets, and I've seen a lot of the rewards. Oh yeah. <clears throat> you know, since mm -hmm. 2010. Yeah. Um, when I started taking out individual vets, just you know, by myself, yeah. no, nothing, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but see, well, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something about that though. Like you just said that, like you know, for nothing, and there's that's what's a little bit different out of that too. Though we're not like there's people out there that are doing this for personal fame, and we're 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 gonna get to that. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Um, you know, so having seen the benefits that come from what happens when I've had vets outdoors, you know, two, three guys, four guys together, all from different times of service, yeah. you know, all different eras, all different ranks, all different branches, and watching these guys come together in camaraderie and watching what happens to them when they're around each other and how almost care and stress-free they become. Mm-hmm because of the experience right and it's it's and i don't know what it is about civilian life or because i'm not a i'm not a vet yeah right and i don't know what it is about civilian life or or whatever it is when guys come back that creates so much of that stress and and i'm sure that a lot of it is you have your system you have everything mm -hmm. everything you know you know you're up at 0500 Right. Yeah. And then it starts or whatever, you know, whatever your scheduling is and getting to watch these guys go from when I know them in their personal life and we meet up and get dinner or we hang out and barbecue to when I see them in the field, they have a weapons platform they're familiar with. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they have a sense of duty. They have a sense of purpose. Everything is kind of laid out a little structured, not necessarily fully structured, but a little bit structured. And, you know, here's our objective. You know, this is this is how we're going to do this. They're instantly at peace. I think you just hit it on the head too. It's like you know that's what's cool about the outdoors, is you have you know you're going for a deer. You know you might go for a fork and horn. You know yeah. you might be going for a six pointer. Who knows what you're going to go for? You have your own personal mission, and you're going to set yourself up for success for that mission. You know, and I think that's why the military, and the outdoors, you know, has a great bond with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that's right. For sure. It's crazy, though, you know, and and, it, and to your point of what you're talking about, you know, and, and there's a lot of people that do a lot of stuff for notoriety, and there's a lot of people that do – it's fun uh, – no. Uh, there's a lot of people that do it for notoriety. There's a lot of people that try to do it for uh, different purposes to excel themselves mm -hmm. in their own um, goals or – uh, aspirations for life yeah and you know and it, it's interesting to watch and it's interesting to understand you know and and you can understand it and you probably understand it better um when you've done it for a while you can really pick out what's what yep you know you can kind of see what's what's actually happening and then you know what's some phony ass shit that's what's super cool about having bam as our founder you know everybody knows bam you know his social media and everything else and he's everybody knows bam and fucking half the world doesn't <laughs> like bam and that's <laughs> that's why. fucking true you know too. why it's because it's he's real mm -hmm. and you know what that that bleeds over to our organization you know well bam just doesn't give a shit exactly he doesn't you know care what i mean you know. he's fucking it's 
There's no bullshit. You know where you stand with exactly, him. exactly. You know you what know? I mean? And that's you know people see him and he's actually the biggest teddy bear there really is. Like if you know him deep down, like that dude will give anything you know for the community, for his brothers and sisters, like 100%. He's always right there behind you. But you know that's what bleeds over to our program, is. You know, we don't get those fake people always coming at us because they they know Bam, they know who he is. They're just like, you know, he'll call he'll call them out, you know, and and we like that. That's why we have the best veterans out there that belong to our organization. We have the realest veterans. They want it more than everybody. You know, we ha- I mean, man, I was personally m- motivated by two specific veterans in our program, Eric and Wally. I mean, Triple Amp, you know, oh man, back back country. Oh, Bam has him on his shoulder. You know, I mean, the best hunt you've ever seen in my arm. Ever. Ever. You know, this guy goes about there and he does it. And he doesn't even think nothing of it. You know, he doesn't see that he's only got, you know, an arm and he can't do it. No. He knows that he has his brother right next to him and they're going to do it together. Yeah. And that's what Wishes is about. You know what? Because Bam or I you know, or one of our other reps will always be on a hunt with you. If you, have, if you find yourself slipping back. You look over to one of us or that are on the hunt with you, and we're going to push forward together. And that's what it's about, you know, being right there next to each other. So, And that's how it is probably, you know, for the rest of the hunting community when they see, you know, hey, you're going to suck on the mountain no matter yeah. what. No yeah. matter what. Well, and it goes you know? back to no man left behind, right? Exactly, yeah. You know, so. which, I mean, there's there's a lot of comfort to be taken in that statement. When, oh, yeah. you, when you're in there. And you're in the thick of it, and you know that if something happens to him, mm-hmm. you'll take care of him. And if yep. something happens to you, he'll take care of you. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then that's that same feeling mm-hmm. when you're in the field and that guy slows down and falls behind. You just fucking stand right there with him. Yeah. Yeah. Just take a little break, you know, and keep pushing. Yeah. You know? That's it. But, you know, that's why, you know, so a little bit, you know, how Bam founded this thing was, you know, him and his buddy were – you know had a little pack going like when they get back you know they're gonna go on this hunting adventure do this and you know do it together well obviously his his friend didn't come back so you know and then bam's like man you know he's sitting on his couch with his wife you know his girlfriend at the time you know thinking like how can we help you know how can we help and then pop up the laptop and like man let's just start taking guys out and that's exactly how they started they started with one guy two guys now you know we're over a couple hundred so you know six years it's actually you know very very successful for six years and how Super does it, small how does it fuel your fire when you look at organizations or whatever that are backdooring money you know yeah fuck, i mean can is that a conversation you can have on a mic or you can but maybe that's gonna be like another hour you know <laughs> i mean of this but you know there's a lot. There's a lot of them out there, man. And but, and and like you said, you know, people need to check their charities, check their organizations that they're choosing to work with, and yep. and yep. you know, really try to do your research. Sometimes it's extremely difficult to it research is. some stuff, and you it don't is. find out until you hear from other people that you know slide yep. in your DM, and they're like, "Hey, man, check this out. Exactly. And this is this, and this is that." And, exactly. You know. And then you know, because a lot of people don't want to publicly out crazy shit. It is. You're you're right. You know, and I think that we're you know we stopped concerning ourselves about what other people are doing, and mm-hmm. we worried about our personal goals, and, and, and we can meet those. You know, like I set a personal goal, you know, with outdoor recreation, like I want to get 24 guys out a year. 
you know and you know if i can do that then i know we're going to be okay we're going to we're going to do just fine you know and then we have different goals you know different avenues so i mean we really just we don't we don't care about anybody else anymore you know we're going to do our thing we're going to make sure we're we're doing it the right way that you know our vets are getting the best care possible you know and our vets know like they're going to call bam they or they're going to call myself they'll call you know Brittany or sabine and they can literally ask them anything uh you know regards to the community and we're going to do everything we possibly can to help them i mean we got i got guys that call me about the va system all the time to make sure like if they're okay i mean there's so much that can go wrong in there you know and they just want to make sure that they're getting all obviously money you know that's a big thing i mean there's a program out there that some people don't even know about that combat related special compensation pay mm-hmm. you know there's i mean there's thousands of dollars in there for people a month you know if they got hurt overseas that they don't even know that they can collect you know you're a purple heart guy you're going to be entitled to that if you got a medical doubt you know some people don't even know i had a personal friend that had no clue has been out for seven years applied got seven years back pay for that much money man wow it's crazy he had no idea yeah. You know, and he went on a trip with us, and I told him about it. He was like, are you serious? So I walked him through the process. We did it together. Seven years of back pay, man. That's crazy. That's and, a check. And too. he just had a newborn. <laughs> that's a check. Oh, that's a huge check, bro. You know what I mean? But, like, what I like that you pointed out is that he just had a newborn. And it's funny because those seven years, I wonder how many times he almost gave up Oh yeah. on shit because he was just having the most difficult time with this yep. and with that, you know, and then here comes this kid and everything in life's piling up and yep. how much, how much, how many times did he battle faith that everything was going to be okay? That's why it's important. You don't give up the fight, man. You don't give you don't up know the fight. What's you got to stay in it, man. You don't know what's around the corner or a year later, what's going to happen to you. You man. don't know what's going to happen in 15 minutes when that fucking phone rings, man. Exactly, dude. Exactly. You know? You never know. Staying in it is so important. Yep. You know, you cannot give up. Yep. You know, and and how beneficial has it been for him since he got that check? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and since, but he stayed in it, you know? Yep. Like, dude, everybody wants to talk about fucking, oh, 22 vets kill themselves every day. And Fake everybody number. wants to do fucking 22 push-ups. Your push-ups ain't going to do nothing. Dude, and, and oh, it's gonna raise awareness. Your twenty-two give me cents. A break, man. Give twenty-two cents to give a charity. Me a, give me a fucking break. Not only that, man, but people want to talk about fucking twenty-two vets killing yeah. themselves in charities. That, how about old. let's how about let's fucking do something to change that number? Yeah. Let's wh- why if why there's does it have so to be 22? why if there's so many people that are are putting money into lowering that number and it's not getting lowered. Are you really putting money into lowering that number? No. Nope. Like, is there is there something really going on there? Yeah. Those push-ups, man, that's for social media. That's a social media thing. You know, you know it's virtue signaling nothing. bullshit, yep. in my opinion. It is. You know? It is. That fucking solves nothing. Not a thing. You know, like, what? They say it, aware, it brings awareness, but if I'm watching you, I'm, like, we were already talking about, I'm a two-time pro part guy. Like, if I see you doing push-ups on instagram or facebook whatever i you know that's dumb mm-hmm. it does nothing mm-hmm. that, that nobody's gonna take the gun out of their mouth because they watch you just do 22 push-ups Mm-mm. nobody they're gonna they're not gonna open up instagram or facebook and see that you just did 22 push-ups for a veteran be like oh i'm not gonna kill myself today no you know what they're gonna do and this is a personal experience that i've had with a veteran or heard you know secondhand story 
they're they're gonna open up Facebook. They're gonna see Wishes for Warriors, the adventures that we just did on. You know, we just took a guy bear hunting. We just took a guy pig hunting. You know, this guy just surfed Hawaii. This guy just fished Mexico. This guy just did a, a rafting trip. Exactly, and they're gonna be like, "Dang, dude, I'm a let me let me call that number real quick, and then or let me email, you know, let me send a text message or a Facebook message, you know, and see what happens." Mm-hmm. Boom, they get a, a, an email the next day, be like, "Hey, what's going on, man? Apply," you know, and then I call them in two days later or whatever it may be. People or, want if to it's do- if it's urgent, I'm calling them that day. You know, if we get a message that says something like. We're, you know, I'm, I'm ready, struggling. I'm ready mm-hmm. to do something. You know what? We're going to jump on the phone. We're going to call you. And it has happened in our organization. We saved that dude's life. You know, and that's what saves lives. Not 22 push-ups. Well, not only that, but like, man, okay, how long does it take to do 22 push-ups, man? If people are that concerned about the veteran community, find some veterans. Get 22 veterans' phone numbers in your phone yep. and call them. Yep. yep. There's 30 days in a month. That gives you, you know. Yep. Eight days off. Yeah. And, you know, in veterans. Call, call a guy a day. It, it is, that's right. Because, you know, Michael and I, we were talking about this on the way up. It, you know, the veteran community is very small. Like, you know, I don't have a lot of civilian friends anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was just, we were just talking about this on the way up. We're like, you know, there's yeah, just like a, This fucking guy, Andy's a civilian, dude. <laughs> I know. But you have a different, you know, but, a totally different no, mindset. What a fucking He's got Jody, other stories, dude. though, that I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Totally. What a fucking Jody. Totally. Yeah, he definitely are. Watch watch girls so but no like you know the veteran community if you ask them if you if you talk to them you know be like hey how many friends do you have from work or whatever they don't it's a very closed circle Mm -hmm. you know and that you know as long as your circle is tight you're going to be okay but if you don't have a tight circle you're not going to be okay and that's the thing that's the important thing of the communication Mm -hmm. you have to have an open line of communication with these veterans or else they are going to struggle you know they will you know, I make sure I, 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 me and Michael talk, not every day or nothing like that, but we make sure we talk every now and then. You know, he's kind of a weirdo because he moved like right down the street from my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So he just likes your mom. Probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ancestor. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Getting getting on another t- su- subject right uh-huh, there. Right. Yeah. But no, man. You know, it's communication is key with these veterans, and it, and it has to stay open. You know, that line of communication has to stay open. and But it, on both ends. And if one end closes, you need to make sure you open it. You know, like if I, Michael doesn't text me back or doesn't call me or something, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I'll go over there or something. Mm-hmm. You have to keep both ends open. That's important. So, and I'm finding that with these veterans. Like, dude, I'll call a veteran. Mm-hmm. And they won't answer for like days. I'm like, I'm trying to put you on a dude a trip to Canada. Man, my buddy KC will disappear for four months at a time. Exactly. And that's not okay, man. Like it's crazy, you know. And so there's dude, and there's no way to get a hold of him. He's in Nebraska, bro. Yeah, you know. You know. But you know, some of these guys don't want to be talked to, and you know that's that's okay. But you need to make sure that they're okay when, you know, they're alone, like your buddy. You know, I mean, is he going to be okay? I mean, we hope so. He's got you six know. kids and a wife. He's yeah, okay. there, you, well, there you go. He's so. still disappearing, though, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Which, that scares me. It does. That know? scares me. You know, when he goes radio silent, Yeah. that scares me. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know? But got some little meat sticks over there. Nice, DP custom meats just mm-hmm. coming through on the fucking custom oh, meats yeah. and the take brews. That. Uh-huh. Oh, that yeah, was two. I'll take that one. Look, see, he does it thick cut too. I'll d- <coughs> oh, shit. Ooh. 
There's your car speakers. Right, right. Might have to edit that one. Nope. That was good. Leave it straight on. No editing. Yeah, let's not lift the mic up while we're chewing either, guys. So polite. I can so hear polite. all of us chewing. No, not me. Same time. I can still hear you, bro. Nah, bro. Prove yeah. it. Let's stand on YouTube. <laughs> right? No. But, um, yeah, dude, it's just... Like celebrity veterans. Man. You know what I mean? I <laughs> like that Mike goes down. Mike's going to go. He's not sweating. His glasses come off. That's a go. whole another world, dude. And that's a totally different podcast. You know, that's going to be a... That's definitely going to be a personal opinion on that. Uh, Man. I'm, yep. We call those professional veterans now. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, like I said, different podcast. Well, like Cody disappeared, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're all not even having that conversation. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. We'll have a different one. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. You know? It is. It's it crazy is. to me to watch. And it's crazy to me to watch because I know way more about everything. Yeah. Than, you know, yeah. everybody else. Because I've known it for a very long time, but. Yeah, and, you know, that's part of my job with Wishes for Warriors, though, you know, the vetting. Mm-hmm. You know, vetting is a very important process. Like, you know, I'll, you know, when I get an application in, I'll, I'll look you up. I'll Google search you, and I'll make sure, you know, are you are you, are you you needing the, the therapy and the care that we provide, or are you just needing another hunt on your checklist? You know, because that's not what we're about. We're not here to so you can hit your bucket list. We're here for you to have therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and hanging out with your boys or your sisters or whatever it's going to be and enjoying that therapeutic hunt. Like, I, I'll have guys, man, that'll be like, hey, you know, I want to come on a hunt with you. Cool. You know, what's your dream? Oh, you know, I love, you know, this elk. And I'm like, all right, cool. I got a cow elk tag. You want to come hunt? Oh, you know, I was really thinking about a six by six. Well, okay. Well, you know, I mean, what about the cow elk we got? You know, meat in the freezer type of hunt. Oh, you know, I'll just wait. Cool. All right. No I ain't going to call you again. Oh, no. I mean, uh, I'll, I, maybe. Dude, I'll definitely give everybody, you know, chances and everything. But you know what? There's, It's out there. It's out there. You know, it's not it's not hidden. And, you know, that's part of my job, though. I have to make sure I ask the right questions to people to make sure that we're taking care of the veterans that do need help or there for the brotherhood, for the therapy and everything else, you know. Because if I ask you, if I if I call Michael today and I'd be like, hey, Mike, you want to go on a camping trip with uh, Wishes and, you know, all we're doing is camping? Uh, Guess what my response is every time? I don't know. Let's, Fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Because it's not about the trophy, man. No. It's not. It's about the experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what we provide. We provide an experience. We don't provide you with a trophy. Hey, do we have trophy hunts? Hell yeah, we do. It happens. We we do. We have some amazing sponsors out there, and some amazing outfitters that will give us a, you know a couple trophies a year, and we make sure that they go to the good you know the right veteran that needs that you know that needs that in their life that have been loyal to us you know loyal to the community you know and everything else and uh, but that you know that's right I mean am I wrong or right You're right. So you know there's you know there's organizations out there that only offer trophy outfitting you know and good for them you know what but we're not just about the trophies we want we want to make sure that our veterans are taken care of 100 percent. so and they you know they might only offer one trip we're we're offering camping trips we're offering back day trips whatever it may yeah. be you know so well you know and and i mean with 
with the vetting, you know, and, and making sure, like, someone's always watching, man. 100%. And everybody's view matters watching, now, dude. apparently. So. Whether it's J-Tots or whoever, yep. man, somebody is always watching, man. Yep. And that's the other thing, too. You're, not, you're never going to make everybody happy. You're never going to do that. Yeah. So pick your battles. Which one do you want to fight this week? You know, that's it. You're never going to make everybody happy. You're never going to make every veteran happy. You're not going to make every sponsor happy. You're not going to make every podcaster happy. Yeah. You know, I mean, you wanted to talk about other things, and I had to make sure you were straight. So, <laughs> you know. But, you know, that that's that's how it is, dude. You're, you know, everybody thinks that they have to make everybody happy. We're not about the, everybody else. We're about the veteran. As long as a veteran is happy in our program, that's all we care about. You yeah. know, that's all we care about. I think I think we're doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the hope I hope so. Yeah, you know, and and that leads me straight into you know Mike, and you and I getting to get together on that last hunt. Yeah. And getting to meet each other, uh, Jesse, I believe you had called me and you're like, hey, this hunt's going down. Yeah. Come on out. I really want you there. You know, let's make some stuff happen. Yeah. And I said. Sure. Not even a question. Let's do this. Shit. Give me the date. Yeah, I'm there. You know, that's what I love about you, though, is like you you are 100% real. Yeah. Keep it real. Don't ask for nothing. Do, you know, just straight up do it for the veteran himself and, you know, the organization. I appreciate you know. the compliment. Though. Oh, dude, 100%, man. I'll all delete day. this part out of the podcast. I mean, I would too, but, you know, <laughs> nobody's ever going to hear this. Mic drop. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing, though. That's why I called you and I knew – you know, you're within driving distance, and you wouldn't even question it. You know, yeah. we have the same the same bros. Yeah. So. Well, we had the same love. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. You know, the the difference is 14 years of service, which is a monumental difference. But yeah, a little bit, not too. But your love of the the country, your love of the back country. You yeah. know, it, I mean, it goes it goes in the same thing. You know, I love right. I love what I did. You know, I don't expect people to come up to me and pat me on the back and give me everything that they 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 have mm-hmm. you know no i make my own you know i make my drive my own path so, so that's what it is mike what has wishes for warriors been able to do to you, for you as far as um getting to help you out you know mentally yeah. probably spiritually as well by 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 allowing you and offering you know adventure into the to the outdoors to maybe gain some better mental clarity you know yeah so i uh so Jesse and I know each other. We've known each other for a lot of years. And Jesse has reached out to me on a, multiple occasions to go on uh, on on adventures with him and and with, with wishes for warriors. And I've got I've gone to uh, I've gone on pig hunts. Uh, he's uh, I, I've gone to Canada on uh, on on uh, goose goose hunts. I've gone to Louisiana. We've. I've done a lot of things, and I felt I honestly feel that there's times. Actually, I feel this a lot that I don't deserve to even go on these trips with him because I feel that what these guys are doing is. I, I just feel it's awesome. I, I just. It's a good feeling to be able to go with a bunch of veterans and get away, get away from life, and just go into the woods and go away. Or, or go to a camp and be able to hang out with other veterans because the moment you go with the moment you meet another veteran it wouldn't matter if I was a so I'm a Iraq era meeting up with a Vietnam era marine it makes no difference 
everything is going to be the same from when we went to boot camp, when we graduated boot camp, what we did in our lives and our careers. It's always going to be the same as far as the military. And instantly you become brothers with this person and you have a camaraderie that you're going to keep with. Uh, I have, since I've gone on these hunts, I've stayed in contact with some of the other veterans. Uh, and yeah, the Louisiana guy. Yeah, and you know, and, and I talked. What to branch th- was he with? Uh, he was Navy. You know, he was Navy. And you all got along? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Marine Corps, Navy. We we do have a little bit of uh, uh, collaboration together, I guess. <laughs> sword bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, of, they're just a little bit of the sword bro. They're, they're department. Uh, I'm a of department the of the Navy, I guess. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I can't say nothing. I uh, wishes for warriors has has done a lot for me. Has has uh, allowed me to just kind of appreciate life, appreciate being able to go out and hunt and just getting away from the hustle and bustle of life, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's awesome. But, I, I mean, love it. Even with him, like we were driving up here earlier and he's like, dude, I'm going to start saving up, you know, for these crazy hunts that like I've, you, I've seen you guys do. Like that's what we want people to do. Like Inspire. that's our goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want you to start saving up so you can do your own things without having you know wishes to be there every single time. That's what we want. That's our goal in life. So make sure you can be successful on your own. Mm-hmm. That's important. And when he said that today, that's exactly what we want people to do. Yeah. To know that they can go out there and do it by themselves. Yeah. They don't need wishes all the time. We're here. Don't get me wrong. Build that confidence. It's almost yeah. got me into the. It's it started me into the hunting. Uh, environment, you know, and getting me involved in that. And I found that I love it and that it is a stress reliever. It is a, uh, it's just, you want to talk about relaxation, go up to the woods for five days and sleep under the stars and feel how good you feel. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't, can't beat it. So that pig hunt that we just came off of mm-hmm. in May, mm-hmm. what was that like for you as far as, I mean, obviously it was a redemption hunt. Yes. You know, the first time you went out, <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing too great happened. Right. Um, the first night, God, would we, oh, we killed that sheep. What, oh, yeah, we shot a sheep. The yeah. ram. Yeah. yeah. Don't was worry, it was, it was farm raised. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was a farm or not. It was kind of shady. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Second morning, first morning, I guess, first morning of the hunt, we head out, start looking for pigs, and we're up on that top of the mountain for hours, hours with mm-hmm. no pigs in sight. Yeah. So how were you feeling in that? Uh, I was, I was still excited. I mean, I, I knew that the opportunity would present itself at some point during the day. Um, I was just waiting for it to happen, and I was just listening to the guide and kind of what he was saying. Because I've never – I've actually never pig hunted before, except for the year prior. Um, but I've never done it on my own. I wouldn't even know the first thing to do to try to hunt a pig, you know. So I was kind of just listening to his guidance and seeing what he was what he was telling us. Mm-hmm. And how – like, when we kind of made the decision – after sitting up there for a while, it was starting to get warm out, and we're like, all right, mm-hmm. we're going to move. Mm-hmm. And we started moving around. We moved to a different canyon mm-hmm. and started hiking up that. And we ended up cutting across that first group of pigs. Was that like buck fever? Yeah. You know, so like it- heart pumping. <laughs> Did it start getting kind of like 
You were getting in it? Yeah. So when we were hiking up the hill, I remember going, thinking to myself, I was like, God damn, I am out of breath. I'm fucking, <laughs> this is not worth it. I'm pooped out. But the moment we saw those pigs, everything just clicked and it, and it just, you didn't care about, you know, you weren't, you weren't uh, uh, fatigued at all because your adrenaline was pumping now. Now you're looking at this, hey, I'm about to go get this pig. And so we, you know, we beat feet down that hill and got into that little finger right there and looked over the hill. Uh, but uh, the excitement was definitely flowing. And, and you know, I think all, every, all of us were kind of feeling that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was a, it was a great adventure, man. And, and getting to be alongside you when you pulled the trigger, you know, and racked another round and and then shot a second pig well let's don't forget on the run yeah (laughs) on the run (laughs) on the run run. hunter plus yeah full smashing it back to back that was exciting that was exciting uh i was more at ease at that moment than i had been in a lot of in most of my hunting trips when you actually had to sit and wait and see the animal and then take the shot on the animal that happened so fast and uh you know the adrenaline was pumping that i was just so calm my heart i don't i didn't even feel my heart racing at all i i felt uh i actually felt smooth and calm during that quick you know opportunity, 30 seconds right to yeah. get those two pigs yeah. then i did prior to that on the top of the hill when we had the ability to sit and wait <laughs> yeah. for you know an hour uh, right and which i missed you know but i mean i wasn't going to go into that part but we can, <laughs> we can. If you want. no we can that's all right hey honesty yeah no, i'll tell you that it. right now so yeah it was a good 300 and change yard shot the first across one. the valley yeah, laying, the laying, laying downhill laying downhill, downhill trying to look up angling up across yeah. the valley <laughs> that yeah. was hard but it's it's okay it worked out and i was like that was a uh in, in the rented Ford Expedition. Yeah, that was a good trip. 60 mile an hour down the back road. Yeah. All the trips I've had with Wishes have been epic. Have been, have been, some, have been trips that I will never forget. Yeah. Never forget. The one to Canada. That one was I'll, pretty I'll sweet. I'll never forget that. Black skies because so many freaking birds in the sky. For the rest of my life. Oh, man, that guy just that really guy, flew just straight over the yeah. house right there. 500 feet up, yeah. But yeah, the Canada trip was that was, was awesome. Sweet. It was that yeah. right there was a trip in a lifetime. That was Prairie a lifetime. Sky Outfitters, oh, never, awesome. Never be able to do that again. Mm-hmm. Took care of us boys up there. Great organization mm-hmm. up there. And the Louisiana trip, meeting the meeting uh, the individual, the guy up there, and uh, he was a veteran as well. And I'm actually still in contact with him, and we talk, we text once in a while. That's what's cool about our program is like we set up, you know, we try to set up our. Our vets and you know whoever we're hunting with, whatever you know, t- matching personalities. Because I do, I will, I'll talk to them, you know, weeks and months beforehand. So I try to fill them out and I try to gauge what kind of veteran we're going to send with them. You know, our most successful story we have to this date is probably uh, Paul Freer and Justin Gorto. You know, uh, I you know Justin Gorto, Pearl Heart recipient. You know, 173rd Airborne guy. Uh, we brought him up to Canada for a bear hunt you know paul freer sponsors every year uh you know brought them up together paul's a, a plumber you know justin's in the plumbing industry so I, I you know matched them two up you know great dudes they immediately connected and they were only lived like three hours away from each other at the, at the time mm-hmm. 
So they had a great time. They stayed in contact. Dinner shows up this, you know, the, that year. Paul sponsors the table, flies Justin and his wife out to the dinner so they can enjoy the dinner together. Covers everything. Great sponsor. Amazing sponsor. Goes back home. You know, here it is. Justin gets a job offer to go work for Paul. Paul owns an amazing company, and now Justin's over there working for him, working with him, I should say. He's in a leadership position with, over there with, you know, uh, Paul's company. I mean, what more? I mean, that, that's the full circle of veteran story right there, success. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, God, dude, can't beat that. And that's what we pride ourselves in, matching people up with stuff like that, you know. You know, Jana Waller, she's one of the, you know, the ladies that helps us out every single year. You know, she stays in contact with all of her veterans all year long. You know, Dom DeVia and her great friends. You know, we have a, a trip coming up this year with John Blank and her. They con- they're staying in contact right now. You know, and that's the most important thing with us is staying in contact. Like I told you, open lines of communication, man, very important. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, we provide too. So we're, you know, you go to a lot of these organizations, they'll, they'll take you in, they'll, they'll take care of you. And then what, what's up, what's after that? You know, how else are you, what else are you doing for the veteran? You know, we want, we want relationships. That's what we want. So, and I think we're, I think we're doing fostering that. lifetime long relationships. Look, you and I, man, prime yeah. example, dude, met you three years ago. Here we are. Yeah. You know, finally. And we were just touching dicks back then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> PG-13, bro. My what? kids are listening. This is my podcast. My kids are listening. <laughs> no, they're not. Your wife, maybe. Yeah, don't, maybe. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Don't tell your mm-hmm. wife. No, but like, that's a prime example, man. There's the people that associate with wishes, man. You know, I think they, you know, they know what they're getting into. They see what they're getting into, and they're okay with it, you know, and they, they're part of us. They're part of the family after that. Mm-hmm. So, it's good. Like, you know, Dead Eye Outfitters, guys. I mean, I met them, you know, same time, you know, four, three, four years ago. And, dude, we're like, brother, I just went on a camping trip with these guys, the whole entire family. By the way, Brian, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> I still love you, B-Dub. Just saying that. I know you ain't even going to listen to this. J-Dub, J-Dub. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> you guys are fucked up. <laughs> I'm so mad that Brian didn't tell me about that trip. You know what? Did I'm you? so mad about that. It was that. probably the best camping trip ever, too. I'm so mm. mad about that. Mm. Probably the best Brian, one ever. Brian, if you do listen to this, dude, I am coming for your throat <laughs> with a knife. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to have to set up a Legion camping trip. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, shit. I think Mike's in. Don't threaten me with a good oh, time. Yeah. Ditto. Right there, dude. Right. Yep. <laughs> we got DP our, Custom Meats is in. We got the weird guy on the left without a mic just staring at everybody. DP <laughs> Custom. DP. Nah, he's been hooking it up. He's been hooking me up. So oh, yeah. I appreciate no, That's good. That's good. Give me my stuff. DP. No, so what's next for us, bud? What do we got coming up? Double penetration. Oh, PG. Meats. PG. <laughs> He knows, dude. I give him <laughs> shit all the time. He's like, good thing nobody listens. He hates it. He hates it. What's next? I don't know, man. You tell me what's next, dude. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. You got, got the golf tournament coming yeah, up. Yes. I mean, I I'd say let's do an air. advertisement for it, but is this, this is going to air in September. So, oh, yeah. so just a little bit. Well, if it's airing in September, out. my birthday September 1st, you know, no big deal. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll remember that yeah. when I don't post this episode on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to get edited out. No, it's sure. not. I won't edit anything out. <laughs> I don't edit anything. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to go no. on that rant for the 10,000th time. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. What's next for you guys? What do you guys have coming up? We got the golf tournament, man. I got a couple. We got um, a triple bear hunt going on in Idaho this year. We're going to be running. Uh, we, You know, COVID really messed some stuff up, you know, this year. We had <coughs> the books were completely full <laughs> all, COVID, all COVID. year. Yeah. <clears throat> six feet, bro. Six feet. These I cables mean, aren't even freaking two feet. We are. That's six feet. God, we good. can finger touch. We're good. Yeah, he's got long fingers. But you know, uh, COVID really messed it up. We had every we had a hunt pretty much every month of the year, or every month, um, you know, two to three veterans a month. Um, but you know, we had to cancel a lot due to the travel restrictions. You know, um, so the ones that we do have left, we have an Idaho bear hunt, we have an elk uh, Wyoming hunt, we have a bear hunt, uh, New Mexico. We have a couple things going on in New Mexico. Trying to get a fishing trip done here up at the Sacramento River this year, hopefully. Um, what else we got? That's pretty much it for the rest of this year. Hopefully, twenty one uh, gets to popping because mm-hmm. it's going to be a good year. So, <coughs> hopefully, we can set that big that big pig hunt up. You know? That oh yeah, that that's going on. Yeah, that'll have its own podcast, obviously. That'll be probably like a four part podcast. Oh, that's going to be, and insane. it's going to be like disturbing. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be like the barbecue podcast. Yeah, I don't. Were you there? You weren't. There I wasn't for that. there for that one. When we did the flip flop at mm-hmm. Out West Outdoors House. Yeah, I was. I was there. I did. I didn't attend. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about it though. That oh. was a gnarly. F- I haven't even listened to that podcast since I don't then. I want to. <laughs> I'd almost crazy. be interested to go back. I, and I met to you guys it. after. Oh, no, that like, we met that. No, no, because y'all were at the Dead Eye booth at that yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah. we, we met back up afterwards because we. I went back to the hotel. Oh, I that's had, right. We all went to the bar. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I had my brother-in-law with me there. What a shithole bar, God. dude. What was that called? The Rooster. Thug Life. Was it the Rooster? I, no, I Hen House. Know. The Hen House. Hen House. <laughs> Anybody that knows the Hen House knows what God. we're talking about. Don't go there. No, it was good when we went back the next year. They changed a bunch of it and they added like a whole back court and. Remember? Oh, that's right. We had those. Uh, it was like way better. Fifty-gallon buckets with a wannabe beer pong or whatever it was. I don't remember, yeah. but I feel like the second year it was way better. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. No, other than that, man, the year's pretty much done. You know, I don't know. Can't really book nothing new because you don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah. So, it is what it is. It's fucked, man. Nope. Right on, well, we'll end it there. I think we talked enough shit. A little bit. And. uh We'll dive into some more stuff on the next time. Sounds good, bud. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming out, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at The Flip Flop Guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button. 